Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Tuesday morning. We are glad that you have joined us at Super Talk dot fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from we appreciate all of our great listeners especially our servicemen and women taking care of us across the world and our medical personnel taking care of us here at home want to thank you guys for uh, tuning in want to thank our sponsors over at strange brew coffee house who uh want to remind you that no matter what you're doing you need a boost it might just be a boost of words it might just be like hey you look good today or hey good job on that project you're working wait, wait, wait whatever it is but sometimes you need a real boost. You need to get the, the neurons firing, and that's when you call up Strange Brew Coffee House. You head over to Highway 12, you head over to University Drive, and you go in there and you get one of their incredible handcrafted drinks, hot or cold, and the weather, you know, it's it's great. During the day, you want to get yourself a little something cold to, slip, to sip on, that's fine, but the nights have not been stupid bad either, so you can get yourself a, a hot beverage on the way home, do what you got to do there. Or you, could, you got two hands, you put <laughs> cold in one hand, hot in the other. Double fisting. Double fisting coffee. You'll get a boost, all right. I promise you that. You'll be feeling a lot better about life when that's all over with. So, And, of course, you know, plenty of delicious baked goods. If you want to stop by there for breakfast in the morning, they got you taken care of there as well and the best service in town. So hit them up today over on Highway 12 or at University Drive. Strange Brew Coffee House. Or Pro- Brupolo. Don't forget Brupolo. I don't know that Brupolo pays. Does, does that count? i got to find out. It's the same guy. So why not? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I got to find that out. Goes in the same account. I don't know. I don't know that it, it, it's the that same it, though. Okay. Gonna, well, you know, if you're in Tupelo and you're not coming to Starfall, I think I would go to go Brupolo. to Tupelo. Yeah, yeah, that's no problem. All right, uh, College Corner. Two locations of College Corner. I know they're paying <laughs> uh, over there in uh, Ridgeland. By I haven't said this in a while. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, or they're at the, by the Half Shell in Flowood. And of course, you can shop online at CollegeCornerStore.com. And when you do that right now. And like I said, it is a limited time offer. Any day now, they're going to give me the, the, the message. Hey, we're not doing that anymore. You, gotta, you know, and you will have missed out if you haven't taken advantage yet. But today is not that day. It is not that day. So head over to collegecornerstore.com and buy yourself a gift card. Just search for gift card in the search bar there on their website, and you get 30% off that purchase. So $100 worth of gift card is a $70 purchase. You, it literally can't be any easier. It can't be any better, and it, it will get you the brand new maroon and white gear that you need to have this football season. New era of Mississippi State football. New look Mississippi State football on the field. Let's have new looks off the field with some brand new maroon and white gear from our friends at College Corner. Our good, the good people over at Advantage Business Systems want you to know that no matter what's going on with your business right now, they have solutions that can make you a more efficient and a better run business. If you need to get your technology updated in the office, they can handle that. Copiers, phone systems, document management, mailing solutions, new computers. They have full sales and service for all of that. If you're keeping people at home and you need to get devices, 
Once again, Advantage Business Systems can help you out. They have great specials right now to get your remote workers the devices they need to have. They are 45 years of business in this state. They are local business personified, and you should give them a call today to find out how they can help you. 844-833-6245. Visit them online at absms.com. Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Today, Joel, is Memorial Day. Hope, you know, as we're recording, hope everybody had a great Memorial Day. Hope you, uh, your burgers and your chicken and steaks were all great on the grill. Um, but you and I should have been working on Memorial Day. That is a day that, that is marked on the calendar for us to work because that is the day the NCAA releases the, uh, the Field of 64 for the baseball tournament. First time since... I've been doing this business that I haven't on Memorial Day been doing that. Yep. Uh, we didn't have that opportunity, obviously, taken away from us by the uh, by the pandemic. But we're going to have that opportunity next year, and that's what we're going to do today. We're going to go ahead. We can probably we can replay this show a year from now. We might be able to take Memorial Day off next year because we're just going to replay this show, and all of our predictions will have been absolutely correct. And if none of them are, then we can just, we just have to do delete, show. and no one will delete. remember this existed. Exactly. Um, I think we need to start by determining what this roster is going to look like in 2021. Yeah. So I'm going to give you some names. You tell me if we're dealing with them or not. Rowdy Jordan. Uh, here. 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 Tanner Allen. Here. Josh Hatcher. Here. Jordan Westberg. Gone. Justin Foscue. Gone. And the last one I'm going to bring up is JT Ginn. He's, I'm 50-50. You got to make a prediction right now. I have to make a prediction right, right this now. second. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna say I'm 51-49 that he's back. So I'll move off of 50-50. So he's back. Is he in the same role? Is he a starter or, or does he move to the bullpen? He will not be a starter in February. Okay. There's just I don't see any way that he could be a starter in February. If he pitches at all, I could see it being like midway through the year, getting an inning of relief kind of thing here and there. Okay. I mean, his arm's too valuable to any – if he's back, let, let, let's go with our scenario here that JT Ginn is back with Mississippi State in 2021. His arm is far too valuable – to say, I think you're ready, go. It's got to be, you know you're ready. It, it goes back to kind of the same situation State was in last year with the College World Series, and that there are other future high-caliber arms that are going to look at your program and how you handle the situation. I think you have to, for as long as JT Ginn is at Mississippi State, I think you've got to baby that arm. Mm-hmm. You just do. And hope that he eventually... You know, if he doesn't go this year, is able to get back to a point to where okay, he's healthy and okay, he's a first round draft pick as a pitcher once more. So, all right, two more questions then. Uh, Austin Hendrick gone. Blaze Jordan. I say gone. Austin Hendrick it never will have been here. So Austin, Austin, Austin Hendrick. Hendrick never shows up. Blaze Jordan. <clears throat> he, he and Gin are the tough ones. Yeah. Um. I, my my gut inst my, my first instinct when you said it was to say stay but or to come to school, mm-hmm. but I'm not confident in that. So what what are you saying then? I'll say come to school. Okay, so Blaze Jordan we'll is, was on the roster. All right, so then let's just try to fill out what the starting lineup would look like. Then uh, Hatcher at first, 
Uh, Scotty DeBrule probably at second, or at least he's going to get an early crack at it, you would think. That's fair. I think Cameron James would move to short. Yep. At third, probably that's where Blaze Jordan would fit in. Yeah. He's listed as a third baseman. There, uh, at, at the very least, DH, but yeah. Yeah, that's uh, also a spot where uh, uh, Landon Jordan could end up. Uh, your outfield... I mean, you may you may get in a situation there with if Blaze Jordan's here, mm-hmm. where Blaze Jordan, Landon Jordan, you kind of have that rotating thing. Yeah. That one of them may be playing third, one of them's DHing, and it may change on a given day. Kind yeah, of thing. I agree. Uh, I think the outfield would be Pimentel, uh, Jordan, Rowdy Jordan, Tanner Allen, and Tanner Allen. I think Logan Tanner stays behind the plate, and you'll have a healthy Hancock. Luke Hancock's probably your DH. And then those guys can obviously alternate as you need them. Although, you know, we talked about that a little bit in the little bit of season we had, that you don't really want to do a catcher as your DH, but that might be the way you end up having to go. Uh, your starting rotation is probably McLeod, Bednar, and you think Sarantola stays in that starting that starting three? I think he gets first crack. Okay. And don't forget you got a uh, Smith coming back too. Brandon Smith, Brandon yeah. Smith. I think Brandon Smith – honestly, I think Brandon Smith might get the first crack at that Sunday. Just because he's a little bit more reliable. When did I'll have to go back and look to see, but I'm trying to remember when did he have that surgery? He was hurt in the fall, so he he should be so okay. he he should be back. Should be well over a year yeah. to come back at that point. Yeah, and he just just a little bit more consistent strike thrower is what I would think. I mean, the ceiling on Sarantola is much higher, but for your Sunday starter, you just want a guy that you know can throw strikes. I think so. That might be the first. That might be the first move there. Um, and then you've got a situation where what was the probably the biggest question mark coming into the season this year becomes maybe the biggest strength next year, and that's your bullpen. Because you bring back Spencer Price and Riley Self, who look like their old selves. Uh, you, you've got Landon Sims, who looks like he's going to be a, a good big-time pitcher for, pitcher for you. And then you've got guys like Houston Harding. Is David Dunleavy, did he decide that he was coming back? Dunleavy and, and Carl Kessler, too. I, Kessler, I believe, is coming back. I don't know that I've officially seen that, but I mean, I, I in my mind, I kind of have them back. But yeah, uh, I don't want to declare Forrester, that today. But uh, Shimper, all those guys who who looked good at times last year, Chase Patrick, another guy, yeah. you know, looked good. And oh, by the way, there's freshmen coming that are pretty good too. Freshmen coming, and <laughs> two guys who didn't pitch that were battling injuries that probably would have come out at some point. Two lefties, Jack Egan and uh, David Davis Rocos, or guys. I, uh, Rocos especially was a guy that people. Were he was a guy that that. Lamontis brought up unprompted with me a time or two. Yeah, about how how much production he was going to get out of him. And, and you've got a little bench depth as well. I think Kessler is the guy who's midweek for sure. Uh, and then you got some you got some depth. We mentioned Luke Hancock, uh, guys like uh, Brad Cumbust. Uh, assuming you know he he decides to stick with you know that's going to be a, a year in year out debate I think with him. But Cumbust is another guy. Um, the Bryce Brock is gone, didn't he? He, yeah. he transferred out. Yes. Uh, Tanner Leggett, back. Still here. Yeah. Back. So he's he's still around. Mason Hunter, Land's gone. Mason Land's gone. Hunter French is gone. Austin Kelly's gone. But you've got a couple of bats there on the on the on the on the bench that have played. So this is a this is how I'm going to try to do, come at this prediction. In that you already know that the rest of the SEC is good. It's good every year, right? Florida, Vanderbilt, Georgia, Ole Miss, LSU, Arkansas, they're all going to be good. Then somebody else could step up. South Carolina could take a step forward. Auburn. I think Auburn. Is Tanner Burns coming back? He's probably gone, right? I think he's gone. Yeah, he's first-round pick. So, yeah. So, I mean, 
Auburn might take a little bit of a step back this year. Um, but Alabama looks like they're coming up a little bit. A&M's going to, you know, A&M loses Lacey, and I think they lose the other starter as well. So, I mean, but you know that those teams are going to be good. So it doesn't really matter what goes on. You know, I don't, I don't need to be able to project Vanderbilt and Ole Miss's and LSU's starting lineups because I know they're going to be good. I just need to know if State's going to be good. That's a good baseball team. That's a preseason top 15 team. Yeah, the issue you run into is they could be really good and be sixth in the West. Could be. I mean, and you could still – like, D1 Baseball had the – I think you mentioned those projections a while ago that State was projected that they would have – I don't know, maybe that was all fair we were talking about it. Whatever. D1 Baseball had projections come out on Monday that had State as a as a regional host. Yeah. Had it happened, and it didn't happen, of course. But I, I think there were five or six SEC teams that were projected as hosts – so you could run into a scenario where you do finish fourth or fifth in the West and you still host anyway. So if we're talking here about how good is State, they're a team that I think going into the year you realistically should have an uh, of a high – you can almost expect them to host. I mean, I'm not saying they would host, but they're going to be right there in that discussion. I don't think that's breaking news to anybody. No. But, yeah, you're losing – Based on what we just said, all you're losing is Foskey and Westberg. I mean, you can't really consider losing Hendrick if he never even shows up. Right. So, and I think that you can project that Blaze Jordan, if he comes in, as we said a minute ago, I mean, he, he could come in and be a very high-quality offensive piece from yeah. day one. You need Pimentel to really show you You need what. Pimentel to step up. Yeah. Tanner Allen... He never really got going even before he got hurt. Got hurt. Well, he hurt the first game. Yeah, yeah. So he, he was banged up all year. Yeah. I, I think you could expect much more production out of him. Yeah. But if the, Rowdy Jordan could for once come out and just be on fire from day one, that, that would really help uh, matters. It seems like he always kind of has an early skid there. Yeah. But, well, but we know what you got with Rowdy. This team is solid all around. Yeah. And the the main thing is there there, there should be an elite pitching team. This is a team that has arms. They have a lot of quality arms. I mean, so, what concerns you – For what concerns me looking at, at this team next year, I think Christian McLeod's a bona fide ace. Yeah. Friday night's fine. He'll be fine. What we saw out of Will Bedner was, was great. darn impressive. Yeah. I don't know if we saw enough to declare that for sure Saturday is locked down. But he's got good stuff. Yes, The he stuff does. is good. He does, but so does and, Eric Zarentola. Yeah. But, but I think we saw enough of Bednar to know – that he's got better control than Serentol. I would agree. And then Brandon Smith, we know what we're getting there. We knew some. Does Tommy John change that? Well, yeah. I mean, it could. Right. But it usually does not. You should. I, mean, you should, I feel. I feel pretty good. I mean, the pitching staff. If you said what's the strength the pitching are hitting for me, it's it's the pitching. I, I would agree with that. I so. would agree with that. But I, I I still am hesitant to just sit here today and tell you that that weekend starting rotation is just. Lockdown. Like, if you had to rank it again, this is not knowing what everybody else brings back for sure, but I don't know that I put states starting three, you know, top it's, in the conference or nothing. It's, it's like in that. the top half. I, I would need to look and, and see to make sure. But I mean, I, no, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know my way around. I know, you know George is losing Emerson Hancock. Um, Kumar Rocker will be back at Vanderbilt. Uh, so, I mean, they're probably going to be number one. Uh, Florida's got a, had a young rotation. They're probably going to be back. Uh, but you know, Ole Miss will have what Nikhazy's back. Um, 
I forget who their other two guys are. A&M's rotation's coming down. Auburn's rotation's coming down. They're losing Tanner Burns. Uh, Georgia's rotation's coming down, losing Hancock. I, I, th- I don't see why this couldn't be a top-five rotation in the, in the conference. Yeah. And, and it could be. It, but, if it delivers. But I have concerns about Bedner just because we had, didn't see enough of him. I feel like we're playing a lot of what-ifs. Mainly it's football. Well, that's all we can do. It's a year away. It's, it's mainly like football. Like, what if the receivers are good? It's the same thing sort of here. But I feel like we've seen – I've seen enough from McLeod. I know what I got there. And then the other between those other four guys, you know, our three guys, and even Kessler could be a, an interesting Sunday starter option. Yeah, yeah. You know, because he, he he's sort of like Ethan Small without the nasty stuff, but he does enough with the deception, the way he he, he his rotation, his uh his his delivery that he's effective. Yes. So you you got you got pitching here. Pitching's not my big issue. My my big issue is do you have people who can replace Westberg and more importantly Foscue? Between those two guys this season, they were probably going to hit 25 home runs between the two of them. Yeah, that's fair. So where am I getting 25 home runs from? Uh, Somewhere from Tanner Allen, Blaze Jordan, and Brandon Pimentel, I need 25 home runs. From yeah. the three of them, I'd rather have 30. I'd rather have double digits for all three of them. I think Logan Tanner's got a little pop. He could add a few. He could add a few. But, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm counting on Logan Tanner to just do what Logan Tanner does. I need somebody to replace. You know, DeBrule doesn't strike me as a power guy. No. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to hit for average. But I don't know that he's going to pop. Well, that's another deal, too, to look at. You got Scotty DeBrule, and I'm just looking at his resume, and Scotty DeBrule is a guy that throughout his career appears to be one of those dudes, kind of like an Adam Frazier or a Jake Mangum, that can just get up out of bed and slap you a base hit. Yeah. And if he can do that, I mean, he's a guy you could put one, two in the order if he's getting on base all the stinking time. Mm-hmm. And... I guess what I'm getting at is there's more than one way to score runs. You don't have to hit the ball into the lounge. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is going to be a baseball team where Rowdy Jordan and Scotty DeBrule are just on base machines, and you get Tanner Allen and you know well, Brandon Pimentel doubling you to death. What I've always said is that you know it's not it's not always about home runs. It's like you're saying, right? Teams that, the team that leads the league in doubles probably is going to score a ton of runs. Yeah. You know, doubles, 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 they score runs. Yeah. Two doubles scores a run. Yeah, I think a lot of times, I mean, you go back to Tom Glavin and Greg Maddox in the commercial from the late 90s, chicks dig the long ball. Everybody digs the long ball. Right. But you don't have to have it. Yeah. And And I think that this could be, could be, a Mississippi State team yeah. that relies you, more you on want one guy stringing stuff together. You want one guy in the middle there who's good for 15 home runs. But surely between Tanner Allen, Brandon Pimentel, and Blaze Jordan, there's somebody in there that can do that. Maybe you know, even Logan Tanner. There's somebody that can get you those kind of home run numbers. But if everybody else is hitting 330 to 350, or even hell, 310 to 350, you're fine. You know, a, a wild card in, in trying to predict all this for me is how summer ball has kind of been I don't want to say shut down because there there's going to be some leagues that play there's going to be some things that happen but it's different I think it's fair to say that how does that impact the development of these guys that would have gone off and playing played all summer long you know some of these guys, they haven't played baseball since March now we're sitting here and it's darn near June um yeah there's going to be some leagues here and there and hopefully these guys get some swings in or you know, get some innings in if you're a pitcher. Is development kind of going to be stunted at all yeah. for some of these guys going into, into next year? Because you think back over the course of Mississippi State baseball, some of the guys that had big years 
had big summers right before it. Like I think it was Hunter Renfro that just knocked the friggin' cover off the ball before that thirteen season. Yeah, and then he comes back and he's a number one. You know, not he's a first round draft pick. I yeah. mean, so many of these guys have had humongous summers setting up their big year, mm-hmm. and I don't know. It, are you going to get a stunt of growth for, right. for some of these guys because they don't get the, the amount of reps in, in live games that they would have gotten otherwise? We don't know the answer to that question. We're not going to know it, I don't guess, until February. Right. But I guess I would have liked to have seen somebody like a, a Logan Tanner or somebody that was a freshman or, or maybe you know Luke Hancock heals up and gets some, some more swing, some more development there. Uh, you're not as concerned, I don't think, about guys like Tanner Allen, Rowdy Jordan, guys that are have been playing at this level for a long, long time now. Mm-hmm. But you just hope that there's no stunt of growth because if that's the case and you do, like Logan Tanner doesn't improve any offensively or defensively or anything, and he's just kind of the same guy. I mean, he was pretty good last year. But you want to see these guys make a little bit of a leap. Yeah. Well, the the lack of summer options hurt that, and, and we don't know. The good news for you, though, is that everybody has these lack that's of That's true. That's true. Life. It's not a Mississippi State problem. It's an everybody problem. And I right. guess if it's an everybody problem, it's not really a problem. Yeah. You're just on equal ground. Yeah. It, it, it might be a situation where you're just not a lot better than you were last year, but you were already pretty good. So, you know, it's not it's not that big a deal. Um, who do you think that hurts? Uh, to me, the guy that hurts the most is Pimentel because he he needed to see some he needed some. He positivity. needed to see some success. Yeah. I mean, he... After he hit that home run against uh, was it Oregon State, nothing really went well for him the rest of the year. I mean, nothing really went well before it. Nothing really went well after. That was his moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He needed to to see the ball hit the ground a few times. You know, go over the fence a few times. He's the guy that probably needed the most. Somebody like Tanner Allen. I mean, you, he probably needs some swings just because he was hurt and he's going to be a little rusty. But the fall ball will knock all that rust right off of him. He's a veteran. He'll be fine. Yeah. Same with same with Rowdy Jordan. Yeah, and and like I said, some of these guys. I need to. We need to talk to Chris and ask him. But some of these guys, I, they they're going to have some summer opportunities. I yeah, think I would somewhere. Think so. Yeah, I mean, if nothing else, voluntary workouts are starting back up. My my guess is that they'll all come back here, and I won't be totally surprised. If the NCAA is like, look, you can't have summer league, so if you need to have some summer practices, have at it. They might they might go that route. Wouldn't that make yeah. sense? It would, but I think they're going to be some summer leagues. Well, if there are, then you know you, you get up there and, and do what you can. I mean, shout out to twenty four seven, but I know they were they were uh, talking on there the other day about a summer league of some kind with a lot of collegiate players. That's kind of like hosted in Meridian, I think, or based out of Meridian or yeah. something. So, if I tell you this team finishes overall in the conference fifth, and maybe you know third in the West, that is that is that about where you're thinking? I mean, that sounds right. Because to to me, I'll be honest with you, to me, I could see Mississippi State being right about where they were projected in that field that Kendall Rogers and company released on Monday. Uh And that is right there at that edge of hosting or not. Fifth in the West, fifth in the conference would be locked in as a host. Locked in as a host. I mean, State was, was fourth two years ago, right? And they were the number six national seed. I think that's right. I think they were, they were behind. They were obviously behind Vandy and uh, and or in Arkansas. I think they were behind Georgia. I guess I'm a little bit right now looking at this team next year, kind of where I was coming into this past year, in that I think they can host, but in my mind, I, I'm not confident to sit here and say, "Oh yeah, they're hosting." And I was I was more 
uh, optimist, believe it or not. Yeah. I was more optimistic than you were last year. I thought for sure they would be a host. I think they're they're a host and they have a chance to be a top eight seed. You know, I, I just feel you know, especially if Blaze Jordan, he's sort of the X factor in this for me. If he comes and he is anything like what he's been in high school, yeah, and he becomes a guy who not not fifteen, he's hitting twenty bombs, yeah. You know, and he's that guy that force in the middle of the lineup who's driving in Jordan and DeBrule and Tanner Allen and those guys with Hatcher backing him up. Hatcher was the guy who had the big summer last year, as I recall, and they were expecting big things from him yeah. and never really got going. That's another thing. You say never really got going. This offense didn't really get going. Right. At all. Yeah, it's because inj- Tanner yeah, Allen. Some gets, injuries. Getting Pimentel struggled year. I mean, going into next year, you said it earlier, but. It's easy to look at that at the lineup, and I know Blaze Jordan could possibly be be joining it, and I know Tanner Allen can get healthy, but it's really easy to look at that lineup and and at least have the. It's fair to have the concern: will they hit enough? Yeah, it is fair to have that concern because there were sure moments in twenty twenty when they did not hit enough. Right, and now you're taking Foskey and Westberg out. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's okay to have that concern of, yeah. of will they hit enough. I oh, I agree. But from a pitching standpoint, I feel really good about this team. Right now, you're telling me in a a five-game week, right, that I can go Kessler, maybe Dunleavy or Harding, and then come back. Or maybe Smith. Or maybe Smith. Or Sarantola. Or Sarantola. And then I've got that guy plus McLeod. I feel really good. And in and out of the pen, you mentioned the names while ago, but you got a Landon Sims. You're going to be able to hold leads. If Price and... If Price is who he was in 2020, yeah. if he's that in 2021... With Sims and Self? Huh. I mean, that's, that's, Lock it down, yeah, that, son. Don't, don't go into the late innings if it, you're an opponent. If it's seventh inning and you're, you're you're losing to Mississippi State, you're losing that game, probably. Most likely. More, more than likely. So, uh, who's, I, I think people forget just how how darn good Spencer Price was this he's past year. Literally. Yeah. I think he gave up one hit yeah. all year. He looked like the guy in 2017, if not better. You know, he looked like we talked about. You know, it took a while to come back from his injury, but now he's back. And then, you know, he, and it was funny. You know, I asked, and I know you asked too. We asked Simonis about him himself, like what can. And you sort of got the whole idea that whatever they gave us was going to be gravy, and then all of a sudden they turned into their old selves. And that's something. That's something very, very uh, exciting if you're a Mississippi State fan. So I think that when we come back a year from today. Memorial Day 2021. I think we're talking about a top eight seed hosting, you know, hosting a regional, having a chance to host a super, and having a chance to get back to Omaha. Yeah, I, I think you're right, and there's a chance that, that we could be sitting up in Omaha, eating some good fried chicken at Big Mama's. Yes, eating some just good everything. Did we eat anything bad in Omaha? I don't know that we ever did. We did not. <laughs> and speaking of not eating anything, anything bad, let's move on into this real quick with our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Who I need, I'm need. i calling them on Tuesday. i got to find out some more about this pork that's going on. I, I love the beef, but I love the pork as well. And I want to be an equal opportunity. I don't feel like it's... it's I feel like it's you know my job to try these things so that I can relate to you how they are. I can't just sit there and say, oh, it's, I'm sure it's great. No, I want to know for sure. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of that. But whatever you get from Welcome Home Beef, when you're talking about their steak products, they have all been top notch. Ribeyes, fillets, they got all the cuts too. Flat iron steak, hanger steak, skirt steak, uh, tri tip. It's not just the, uh, the 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 usual suspects there. And they've got some great packages they can put together and ship to you with burgers, roast, burger, uh, steaks, ribs, the whole deal. And you can check those out for yourself. Four one eight six six two four one eight. 2021 or go online to facebook.com 
slash welcome home beef. And just remember one thing when it comes to welcome home beef. It just tastes good. I think it's going to taste good for Mississippi State next season. I think this is going to be another successful baseball season uh, in 2021. I, I Sort of looking back at 2020, and you've said it a, a, a hundred times, that everything is so tainted by that one loss to Texas Southern that it, it, it people, you know, I feel like if you say, oh, yeah, State was going to turn it around and probably be a top eight seed, people want to laugh at you. Go, oh, they lost to Texas Southern, but it's just one game. Yeah. You know, if State had gone from that and then gone 21 and 9 in the conference, nobody cares about that one game. That game only mattered if State struggled. You know, if they were, you know, a, a 500 team in the conference, and then it's like, oh, I don't know. They have that one bad loss. But if they, if what we saw the last two games of the season where they handled a top five ranked Texas Tech team, yeah. For it whatever matter. For whatever reason in baseball, one crappy loss sticks with you and kind of hangs on you more than one great win kind of lifts you. Right. It seems no, like. I agree. I, I, don't, I don't know why that is. Um, I guess it's kind of like that in sports. I'm trying to parlay it into other sports. Does does like a humongous win over <laughs> – I, I don't know. Like if, if State had, had defeated Alabama the year that it lost to South Alabama, I think that would have kind of erased it a little bit, right? You would, Yeah, exactly. But in, in baseball, you lose to Texas Southern, and then it, 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 you, you won those two games over Texas Tech, but I still think if you evaluate the 2020 season, people would bring up, yeah, but that team, remember, they because, lost to Texas it's Southern. It's because of RPI and what those kind of losses do to you. And, and what I mean by that is, look at Ole Miss last year, right? You know, going into the SEC tournament, they were not going to host. Or, they were, or if they were, they were on the borderline. It's because they had that horrific loss to North Alabama. They lost to a sub-200 RPI team. RPI makes keeps those memories fresh yeah. the whole time. Whenever you go and look at, at Warren Nolan and you see that 0-1 or whatever it is. <laughs> against sub-200 against or, or, yeah, or whatever. What, I mean, you can't help but see it. You can't help but think of it, so. But at the same time, it felt it felt like the team had shaken that loss off. They swept Quinnipiac and then took those two games from Texas Tech, and they were about to play an Arkansas team that was in just as much early season trouble as anybody. I, I honestly think if they could have gotten if this season had played out, I think State was going to be fine. I, I honestly yeah. do believe that. And, and you guys know me. If I thought they were going to suck, I'd tell you. But I, I just didn't get that impression. I got the feeling that they were they were working things out. I kind of hate that we didn't get that. That one weekend of where there were supposed to, to be no, that. where there were supposed to be no fans. Not because I didn't want people to be there, just because I'm intrigued to see how Mississippi State baseball fans would have handled that. Yeah. You know, you can't come yeah. to watch Mississippi State baseball at Duty Noble Field against Arkansas yeah. in the league opener. Because I'm willing to bet there were going to be folks in that parking lot trying to peek over the fence or something. Like right. that, that would have been an an intriguing sight. That right. had to get the Mississippi National Guard up there. I, I don't, I don't think I mean, you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. So. I think we could come back a year from now and talk about a team hosting and getting ready for a, a national seed. And that's what I believe. So we'll see. All right, tomorrow's show is the rumblings. Let's just talk. You know what? We talk about you know sports going to happen. Football. Football rumblings. Football questions. We want them. We'll take them. That's what we're talking about on tomorrow's show. So anything Pro, you, college, everything? Anything football related. Anything football High related. school, whatever. Want to talk about high school football? I'm down. We'll do that on tomorrow's uh, edition of The Rumblings. All right, guys. Have a great uh, Tuesday. Back with you on Wednesday morning. For Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.
Mississippi Media Production.